Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Welcome back. We are more than halfway through of this GD, I'm going to say it because I don't want to say it out loud, retrograde. <laughs> we have made it through eclipse. And I almost thought, you know, at the beginning of this, I'm like, we should probably just do like this download of complete, like, what did you experience over eclipse season? That'll be a great yeah. conversation for a live. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways, so we are on episode 128, I believe. And we're going to talk about some things that we've been talking about in the pregame session. And we thought, oh, that's something to share with everyone because it's an understanding. And what is that, Miss Vanessa? Yeah, we are primed and ready to go. We, are. <laughs> we absolutely went through and went through and, and you know, we could have, we could have recorded our pregame and totally thrown it up guys. Cause it was that good. <laughs> it was that insightful, but you're going to get an abridged different version now that will be just as insightful and probably surprising to us as well <laughs> because this is how it happens we process and then we process again and there's a, usually different nuggets and uh, i think somebody's walking their dog in my backyard right now when i never have the door open or the window open so if you hear somebody calling their dog that's what's happening um but anyway our topic today our topic today is something uh that Gosh, it's something that I, I help people with on a regular basis. But then when I'm the one doing it, it's uh, like, you know, wow, you know, like this, this is okay, here we go, which is why I have compassion for people when they're going through their process and they're a spinning tornado, because I get it, I become the spinning tornado when I have to do it. Um, but it's the idea of like, taking trauma's power away, you know, taking its power source you know, um, Grace had the, the the wonderful statement that I wrote down, unplugging trauma's power source, you know, let the battery die and don't plug it back in type thing, you know, so that we're no longer feeling like we're operating from that system, you know, like power down, man, because I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. But how do we do that? You know, like, I think everybody wants it. We talk about wanting it, but how, learning how to do it is not that easy because we know 100% that we're like, oh, we're dipping into trauma. That's fun. <laughs> like, sounds like a good time. You know, it's not, we know that it's not. So really difficult to do, but so awesome when we do it. And we both are experiencing some extremely awesome and painful <laughs> upgrades at the moment uh, surrounding this topic. So <laughs> yes. you're, you'll hear some good nuggets that will hopefully help you you know, get into that space and get excited, even though, yeah, it's not, it's not going to be super easy, but, um, you know, how, how to do this when you're ready, if you're ready to let some of this trauma go, we're going to, we're going to help teach you how to do it. Absolutely. And as you said about your person in your backyard, I have neighbors upstairs who are now just becoming awake. So if you hear stomping or my cat, just know this is real time friends. Mercury, communication, yes. <laughs> breathing into it. 
as you were saying that, I, you know, I almost get the sense like I can hear people wanting to just unplug the trauma and not have a trauma response. I yes, think I would like to do that thing <laughs> that we must accept, not maybe like, but accept is that when you're working and revealing and understanding trauma, that there is a process. This brings little comfort to those of you who are in trauma, but I do believe that when we are doing the work, the levels that we receive are coming to us and the awareness are coming to us when we're ready to handle it. Not 100% all the time, everybody's different. But I feel that there is kind of a support system in the cosmos, in the universe that knows when we're ready to kind of work through it or knows when we have the support system available. Um, it doesn't mean we're not triggered when we're not supported. I've been triggered for 40 something years and, you know, in, in various times and various forms. And yeah, I wasn't necessarily able to access the root of what it was. And that's why it kept occurring. Now I healed it in various degrees. I lessened its response. I healed some of the peripheral type of things that are around that trauma, but it wasn't until I found myself in a place where I had the support system, I had everything available that I could understand it from a more of a, I, I don't want to say intellectual level, but emotional and mental level and understand what that was. Mm. This, uh, people are, you know, I know that some of you are like, yeah, but my trauma shows up and I don't have a fucking support system and I'm on fire all the time and I'm in trauma response and I don't under, you know, I am not given that grace of having that support system. And yeah, that does happen. I'm, you know, I, when I'm in trauma response, I, there have been times where I wanted to unalive myself. So there are moments that all of us experience that that trauma response is coming forth and coming alive when we're not supported. But knowing how that happened, knowing that I was in that space led me to seek support, led me to seek healing of this. It doesn't mean that it's gonna be easy. It's not a therapy session and a half and you're done. It, it It's not. Trauma is such a big part of our identity when we're little, like that, that trauma that's happened either in, in when we're small or when we're a young adult or now, like whenever trauma occurs, it becomes part of us. And even if we want to reject it and let go of it, we can't because it's part of us. There's there. I feel like a lot of what we're going to say is for for those who have an understanding of their own trauma and has an understanding of, okay, I know I need to seek. There are some of you that are red hot and that are in a trauma response that is on fire and you're you're kind of certain emotions are arising and you may be in a space where you can't hear this because of where you're at. And I completely 100% accept that. Yeah, and that's, that's, it's important for us to know that, right? Like, so even when you were talking about not having a support system, 
I, you know, it was like, I was immediately getting the feeling of like, those are the times where I'm the support system or when it's highlighted that I'm not even supporting myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, that it, it becomes that time of being like, if you're all you got, you got to show up for yourself in whatever way that that means, whether that just means breathing and getting through this day and then tomorrow doing something different or call or, or, or today calling out for a support system that you never allowed in your life before, you know, like all, all kinds of different things that, that come in that, that, that trauma comes in to tell us, you know, but we're usually listening to the actual trauma, right. And, and being able to step outside of that and be like, what is this asking me for? You know, and I just, I, I was very much was hearing that when you were talking about no support system and why would we be triggered when we have no support system? And I was like, well, there's, there's purpose in everything. And when that happens to me, right, like when that has ever happened to me, it was to highlight that I don't even use a support system, <laughs> right? That it was like, girl, you have one. You just don't use it. Yeah. For what? You know, and then going down, why? Why don't you use it? Why do you know that there's a support system there and then you don't use it? Shame not wanting to bother people, you know, like there's all these different things that you've got to learn how to let go. You got to show up for yourself right now. You know, the way that you show up for other people, that's what this trauma is coming up to tell you right now in this moment, you'll learn a whole lot more about the <laughs> the backstory, but right now it's coming up with quote unquote, no support system, because that needs to be highlighted for you in order to grow in your future. You're yeah. not going to be able to grow without support. So why don't you have it or why don't you use it? So that was kind of like, yeah, or accept it. Right. Like, so that was kind of like, I was like, Whoa, like that's a big deal. Again, like we talked before this, (laughs) we knew things were going to come up during, and that's a really important thing, especially at the top of this, which like you said, could be triggering for some people. We may talk about something that hits on a nerve and we do not want anybody to be unsafe. We do not want any to set anybody up to fail or to be in a really big trauma space. So please take care of yourselves. If you feel right now that you're in a trigger space, don't continue listening until you feel safe or you have a plan to be safe. Um, and if at any time you feel like your trauma is, is going to overcome, here are the words that we're saying of like, show up for yourself in that moment, whatever that means. Get Call somebody, call 911, go to an emergency center. Call your trusted people. Even if you don't want to talk about what's happening, just connect with them. Hey, what's up? What's going on with you? <laughs> right? Like uh, you don't have to show up and say, I'm feeling a total mess. You can just ask them about themselves so that you feel connected, something. But, you know, to move forward, you know, if you do feel like you're in a safe space, this is a a, a really big part of the work that I do with people is learning how to feel empowered against the things that have been controlling you, which are, you know, trauma. Yeah. And unfortunately for those who are looking for the five steps to freeing yourself from trauma, this is not it. No. And nor will anything be ever that because, you know, the dance. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. And it's not to say that while we have trauma internally, that there isn't an ability to, experience life in a in a in a more balanced way it's i think it's when we understand that 
we disassociate our identity from our trauma, that we can really kind of observe the trauma and our response to it. And having that space of understanding, oh, that thing triggered me. Why did it trigger me? It triggered something internally within me. What was that? And why is that? It gives you the, op like Vanessa is always saying, get curious, be in that state of curiosity and discovery without that, that charge of judgment and without that charge of everything's on fire. It's, there is a point in time on your journey where you will be able to do that. And I promise you, because I didn't think I was going to get there, but apparently spirit and source said, yeah, you're going to get there. I wish you guys could see her face right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is with a tinge of sarcasm. <laughs> spirit said. Oh, it's like, you know, I, so many P, so many others who are connected to spirit are all like, you know, I, I love my connection to spirit. It's love and light. And it's not that I don't love my connection to spirit, but sometimes it's like, really, they're like, you're asking for financial freedom and, and your ability to connect to your joy and happiness. Well, this is the shit that's in the way. This is what's preventing you. You asked to be understand and you begged us to give you the knowledge of why you're self-sabotaging, why you're unable to find your your sense of yeah. empowerment. Like you're asking for this and now you're mad at me because I gave it to you? Really? I'm picturing like the universe is holding our heads at the screen and try to look away and they're like, you will look and you're like, no. <laughs> I'm telling Just you. Just one more minute, it'll be okay, I promise. <laughs> You have to see this because you've been asking for 20 over 40, 20, you know, 25, 30, 40 years to see this. And now you're ready because you have the support system in place. You're ready to yeah. see this with love yeah. and kindness and non-judgment. Right. And like, even when you put it that way, it's so funny. Like, this is why these discussions are so great. Is that when you put it that way, it's like, oh my God, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I want that? Because the temporary discomfort of facing it and it is temporary it's so much smaller than the 30 years of trauma that i lived in <laughs> you know what i mean so you one would think that when the, <laughs> the uncomfortable comes you're like nice like i will never feel again what i've felt for the last 25 years if i just look at the screen for a minute and a half you know what i mean like you would think that that would be what the the gate the the gear i could get into and i can but it's 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 not that easy. I'm hoping now that I've said it out loud that I'm giving myself the signal that we can let it be that easy because <laughs> it really is hard, right? Like we're we're speaking from experience right now. We we are both in this space of the the universe holding our face right to it and being like we're not doing this to hurt you. <laughs> Yes. but it is going to hurt, right? Like, like, you know, when, when I get my tattoos, right? Like it might hurt a little bit, but you're going to love the outcome. So just sit through it, right? You're It's going to be, you're, and you'll have it forever, right? Like you'll get to look at it every day and feel it and love it. And, oh, I love that. I just made it a tattoo thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's almost like Maui. So like, okay, here we go. Moana, my favorite Disney movie. Maui gets a tattoo 
uh, magically on his body every time he completes like a beautiful quest, right? Like, and so I'm now tying that together. I'm like, I think that sat in my brain and it just came out today of being like, <laughs> you're like tattoos on your soul. You know, you sit through the uncomfortable part of it and then you get this beautiful new picture to go for the whole rest of your life with, you know, but if you choose not to look at the screen, if you choose not to be in the uncomfortable, well, now you're choosing to extend the 25 years of BS that you've been like allowing because now you're allowing now that you're refusing, right? Like when we're doing it out of programming, we have that compassion of being like, I didn't know what I was doing. But once we have awareness, we're like, well, now I'm choosing it. <laughs> womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. And so when you're in that space where you've been trauma triggered, you're, you know, you feel like all your emotions and your whole body and your life is on fire. And then you, you seek support, you receive various levels of support, you, re you do some work that heals the intensity of the trauma, because I see trauma sometimes as like this big hot button or this big thing that we have. And um, when, you know, and then we begin to make it a little smaller because we do some of the work and the periphery work like some of the like we're in the suburbs still we're not in the city yet we're not in the heart of it and so as you do that you you gain various levels of of wellness i think spiritually emotionally mentally sometimes physically you you know you're able to access and heal parts of yourself and you get them back it's almost like you're you're soul collecting you're you're bringing parts of you back that you've rejected and you know, and sometimes it's it's about having basic awareness. It's having awareness of, you know, sometimes where the trauma comes from and, you know, some of the things that have happened, like me and Vanessa were reformed people pleasers. And we go into that space where, you know, also, you know, I'm a former codependent type of relationship person. And, you know, it's understanding why they show up and why that they're there. And so as we go through those things and we discover them, sometimes there's one thing about what we're learning that we learn various degrees on but we feel it's not quite healed yet and i'll give you a personal example my relationship to finances i am the budget queen i have learned and understood and constantly am budgeting and trying to make figures turn into different numbers even though they're the same numbers and trying to make different outcomes i am super good at that and you know and i've healed various i've done the work i've done the healing meditations i've done the money meditations i've used oracle cards that are money magic meditations i've done the work i understand it comes from some of it comes from my mom and 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 you know and her how she handled money and my dad's shaming me about spending two dollars on a soda you know i understand those connections but i still had the same, no matter what I did to correct or to work through or understand my relationship with money, I would still be in the same loop. I would still get stuck in the same loop with the same outcome all the time and enter that same loop. And I was in the loop and in the loop and in the loop and in the loop. And I couldn't get off the fucking ride. I couldn't get off it. There was no moment where it was going slow enough that I could jump off. And there was no moment where it stopped and I could choose a different ride. Now, 
So I kept one day I sat on my couch and I was doing meditation. I'm like, oh, spirit. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like I was in tears because I was so frustrated. I've done all the things I know to do. The cellular memory clearing, everything. I've done it all. Like, what is it that I'm not seeing that I need to see in order to heal this? Well, I don't even know if it was a week later. And I sat on the edge of my bed one day, kind of in meditative space, saying my gratitude. And this moment showed up. This moment that I didn't think I had a charge around. And I was like thinking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember that. That happened when, oh, I was probably grade one or two or three. So I was six, seven or eight. So young child. And I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's not important. But that moment happened. And in that moment, that child decided that I needed to be punished for what I did forever. I mean, like... I mean, in that moment, I just, and I don't know that I realized in that moment, because I'm a child and we don't realize things like this, how that would have, how that was going to transpire into my adult life. And it has everything to do with money. And, and, and the other person involved in the situation was very loving and kind and forgiving and, and okay. And, you know, there was this moment, but I was unable to receive that. Because in that moment, I realized I felt I risked the only person that loved me or showed that they cared about me. And I released that relationship with what I did. So my little being made that decision that I was to be punished. Now, and you know us, as we say things, shit shows up because as we're talking, we process <laughs> And, and, and here comes the mo. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so my whole life regarding money, I've had situations created energetically, created physically, situations where I am financially being punished. Where that I don't deserve money, I don't deserve having it, and I deserve stress, and I deserve unwellness around it. I made, I made this decision subconsciously at the age of like seven or eight, like there was no other, I mean, I didn't sit there as a kid, but I felt it in my heart. And I, and I remember fast forward my adult life. There's many moments that I, and I remember them and I'm like, Oh, as a result of that idea of undeserving, but because everything has tentacles and, and little roots to everything, my undeserving went even farther than just around finances. It went so around wellness and health, like I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve to have people love me. I don't deserve, or I'm not worthy of, like the the things that we all want, joy, whatever. Like I am undeserving of all of that. And way back in the beginning, I think at some moment I have mentioned to you guys how you know, I'm a person who cries about everything. Like I have tears are my way of expressing myself and my emotion. And I've always felt I've had this low level sense of depression and melancholy my whole life. I've never been 
super excited about things. I don't feel I've ever experienced levels of joy. It's just been a, oh, like a preparing of what's coming next because it's not going to be good. Like mm-hmm. that decision. And when I think about it, as I think through the ages and I think about when I was married, so I was raising my ex-husband's three kids and him, and him being emotionally <laughs> and him was that going to be a Freudian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was a little bit of a Freudian slip right there. Like, I was like, <laughs> but and you know he's emotionally unavailable and he's not okay within himself and me feeling like truly like a single mom for quite a bit of time. We were in a super hard financial situation. And it was so bad that we owed so much money and it was just so horrible that I physically harmed myself. Mm. I'm not a harmer. I'm not a physical harmer. Like some have that experience. I'm not that. But in that moment, I was so angry and so upset and felt like I needed to be physically punished for this situation because I had so much pressure to, to financially support people and it's not to say that he wasn't financially supportive but you have three children it's not a walk in the park it is a lot of financial strain i was working two full-time jobs i would come home on my my second job in the evening i would come home on my lunch break make them dinner make sure the homework was done and then leave again and go back to work until 11 o'clock at night and then get up at 5 30 a.m the next day to go to work for my six to two job And in that job, I was also working overtime. So the the idea of work didn't just come from my father saying that I'm lazy. It came from a very deep sense of the pressure I put on myself. Earning. And he was just affirming that pressure by mirroring that in me and saying that I'm lazy. And so when I discovered, long story short, because we don't need to go on to the whole pattern, but when I realized so much of my life and how it's been lived through that lens of my decision at seven and eight years old about what I was deserving of and what I wasn't, in that trauma, it was so hot. Like I physically felt it was almost it was worse than heartburn but it started in my like in my pelvis and was just working its way up and it was like ooh this is the dregs of what you're experiencing and it's just it just rose up within me to the point where i just like i couldn't breathe because it was so hot and so intense in that moment and i was like oh my gosh but when i shared what happened and when i shared the moment with my therapist because i absolutely 100 percent trust my therapist and for those of you in therapy who maybe are not connected to your therapist there's there's a better there's 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 good ones out there vanessa's one of those and i really feel that there is a personable moment i think within therapy and this is just an aside in therapy, I have had people who are clinical, I have had people who are kind of personable, and then I have my current therapist. In order for me to trust her with these shame, this shame and what I was experiencing in that moment, 
there had to be a trust, an inherent connection between us. Doesn't mean we're best friends and we go out and do things. It means that she has, for me, it's she, like a couple moments where she was having some health issues or something, she shared them with me. So there was, she was saying, I trust you with something and she, and it wasn't big. It wasn't like we talked about it. It was just sharing, hey, I might be out. And I and so what I do is I enter that space of caring and I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, are you okay? Like I check in. That process said, this person is trustworthy because they trust me with something. It was an exchange of energy in the way that I could connect to that, that I trusted her to hear this level of trauma. Because I'm telling you what, there is crying and there is crying. There is like this soul cry where you, it's like the tears just keep coming in this stream and they're huge. And you're like feeling it to the inner depths of your soul. Like I have never cried like that before. And in that moment, experiencing this, and I'm trying not to belabor the point, but when I experienced the trauma and I shared it with her, she helped me take the shame and work through it and work the understanding of it and what I was experiencing. So I shared it with somebody I inherently trust dearly as a friend. He is like, my soul he's my soul sister one of them and he was able to receive it in a way that was kind and non-judgmental and 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 then i i shared it with vanessa because i i trust her we're very like this is a connection that goes deeper than just oh we're friends and we're great podcast partners it's there's a deeper connection here and and then I got to a point in talking in therapy, sharing it with my two friends and sharing it with that I didn't want to talk about it anymore. I was like, you know what? This feels like I don't want to talk about it. Like I'm like, look, I get it. I see the knowledge. I see the understanding of the knowledge that I'm gaining here. I'm working actively to work with that wounded part of myself to let them know that they're safe in allowing goodness in our life, like working actively with what the, the shame, the feeling, the, the idea of non-deserving, working actively, seeking help in other avenues, not just therapy, my energy work, my body work, my, you know, working with a medium and talking to the person that was in that situation. I just did that last week. And it got to a point where it was like the trauma was still there, not in a sense, but it wasn't charged. It was like yeah. I unplugged it from the wall. Yeah. It doesn't, it didn't feel so hot anymore. It I've processed and worked through, but the knowledge of it, like this happened to me is there, mm -hmm. but the emotional and physical response to it has really decreased and super like become more of a no remember when that happened rather than a oh my god like it's happening like oh i don't know you know that that emotional response it's so much less it's like it and it's like the charge like we said pull in the plug on the trauma and taking away its charge yeah yeah and it's not i mean as as everybody heard during the story it's not 
easy and it's not instant, but it's a process that you are aware when it's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just having that awareness of being like, I'm done talking about the actual event, like, because I've gotten that, I've gotten all the information that I needed from it. You know, and one of the things that you had said, like when you first started and you carried through the whole entire thing is I don't need to tell you the event, right? Like, I don't need to go into the details of the event. And this is something that I do with all of my clients where I'm like, listen, there's some traumas that I know that going into that space is going to trigger you and you cannot like go to work. You know, some people I see on their lunch break, like we are not going to talk about the actual event, but we will dip in a little bit to be like, well, what do you think happened? What did, what did seven-year-old brain you think during that, that thing that you're telling me about? Sometimes I don't even know the actual events because we, we literally don't go there because I'm like, that's the only reason why we go back is to figure out what happened. Not what the details of who did what, but what happened to you <laughs> in that moment, because that's what we need to heal regardless of what anybody else was doing. We, you need to heal what your takeaway from that was because that's what you've created from going forward you know and and that instance of what you were talking about I like just thinking of our little selves you know like when we do things that upset people that we love we feel like they love us less right and so we go into and it's funny because when you were talking about punishment cycle I was thinking I'm I'm not I'm not big on punishment, but I understand that like I would create avoidance, right? Because it's like, okay, well then I won't even create that situation going forward, right? So I'll dance around making sure that that never happens in my life again. And because of that, I'll create other issues because I still am working from a trauma space. I'm still creating around the trauma of what happened or the takeaway that was negative of it, because we're always trying to soothe the negative, right? Like we don't have to create stories around the positive. We just let those exist and bask in them. But, um, you know, being able to just sit in that and be like, oh, well, what, what is it that I want to go forward? You know, like I, I had written down, I don't deserve something because I did something bad. You know, it's so simple in our little brains, yeah. right? Like, we, if somebody says it's okay and you feel inside your little tiny body, how on, how not okay it is, that's, a, that adult is lying to you in your little brain. You're just saying that, right? You're my mom. You have to love me or you're whatever. Like it, it, it takes like a lot of reinforcement that we can't do as kids. And that's why like the parenting, like I take parenting so so serious is because like, I know that if we have that moment, I'm like, we're trying to repeatedly soothe that trauma. I'm not going to be able to do it in that moment because she's in that moment too, experiencing something negative. It's going to have to be a couple times later that we reinforce that it's okay. We reinforce that these are things that we can move forward from. I mean, we'll see going forward <laughs> what stays as trauma and what doesn't. But to me, that's part of it, right? Because we tell these stories and we do, we go into the stories ourselves and think about what, what reparenting would I have needed in that moment that would have solidified the okayness of that situation? Because that's what I'm going to do now, right? I didn't get it then, obviously. That's why trauma's here today. And so <laughs> I'm going to create that going forward now. We don't need to go deep into who did what. We just need to go into what, well, what the hell is it? What is it that we're trying to soothe here? You know, and taking the charge out of it. I mean, it's, 
we can never do it in the moment. <laughs> right? Like I I I went through a pretty rough re- weekend of 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 trauma charge and in the moments all I could do was spread my trauma around to people that I knew were going to reflect, people I trusted, like Grace said, people I trusted. I've got to, I've got to get this out because the mirror's busted on this side. Like, and, and I need, I need, I need another mirror to come at me. And when I'm ready to hear it, I'll hear it. And you'll tell me. And then I, then I will go forward because I am in investigation mode. I'm not, I'm, I don't want this trauma to control me anymore. I'm aware I'm, I'm but I don't know what's happening. I don't know the depth of what's happening. I just know what's happening. Right. And so we're going to go into that, you know, that whole space and, before when we were talking when we were talking about the trauma and the the events and things like this i brought up you know one of my other favorite disney movies i mean i love disney movies for multiple reasons but like i you know my my daughter doesn't like very many of them there's not very many of them that she'll sit through she does not like the drama she's she's a little empath too that can't can't transmute yet so like she doesn't want to watch violence she doesn't want to watch death she i mean so we, we watch very few of them. Um, Inside Out was like the first time I saw it, I was like, I'm going to watch this like by myself without kids so that I can hear the whole thing like on my own. And there's, a, there's, I'm, I hope I'm not spoiling this for people, but um, there's, there's like the way that they show you like the structure of the brain, nobody can see my air quotes, but the structure of the brain, the way that they're trying to show it is like, all these racks of memories, they're balls. And then the balls, you show them up to a projector and they project it on the screen of what the memory is. And there are different colors because there's happiness and sadness and anger and, you know, whatever. And they're all on this rack and they've got these guys who are vacuuming out the unimportant stuff, right? Like the stuff that like, cause you got to make room for some new stuff and they go in, it goes into the dump <laughs> and like uh, the, the dump is not, like you think of the dump, you're like, oh, it's like crap, right? Like it's crap. Well, in the movie, it's not crap. They find themselves in the dump because they get sucked into the little thing too. And in the dump is her childhood imaginary friend, Bing Bong. <laughs> and Bing Bong helps them get out of the dump. And, but then he stays there, you know, and like, because that's where he belongs. He doesn't belong in, in the today, but it needed, she needed to go back there to get like courage and beliefs and all that kind of stuff, like the childlike, whatever she needed to go back there for that. That's what I think of of trauma. You know, it was like, we, it, we, we want it to go like into the dump, right. Where it's not super accessible. It's not on our racks in our brains and just coming in and out all the time. We want, we want it to go to the dump, but it's lovingly, right. Like it's down there with Bing Bong. Like we still love Bing Bong, but he doesn't like need to be here. <laughs> Like, and, and we will go visit if we really decide that we need to, but otherwise, you know, you just hang out down there, like we're, we're done. And that's what I, like, I think of, you know, a lot of these things when I'm going through them, I'm like, I just want, I want to take the, the details and put them away. And I want to take the healing and bring it forward. And it's that simple for me to be able to say like, all right. So when I went through this episode of believing that I was unworthy of someone's love and attention, and then it was really just my phone's a piece of crap. (laughs) I was triggered for many reasons, but I would rather just go forward 
you know, like I don't need to sit in, in that whole thing and beat myself up and go back in, way back into the trauma space and live there. But I'll go back for some hints and I'll say, what is this like? What did this bring up for me? Where did that come from? You know, and just go back as far as I can to find that route to say, all right, little girl, uh, what you thought was happening then isn't really what was happening. It's just what you thought was happening because you didn't have all the information that you have now. But now we're going in there with the information that we have and we're rewriting that story. And we're going to give you the positive reinforcement. We're going to give you the other information that will help you take this, take the charge out of it and take the pressure off of you that was put in that situation. And it's like, you know, as, as we say it, it's like, well, it sounds so easy, right? Like, we'll just do that. No, no, no. We got to spin in a vortex a little bit. (laughs) All right. Let the dust settle, pick through the dust for the gems. (laughs) But then we do have a beautiful bag of gems that we go forward with. (laughs) Absolutely. And so one of the things that I want to also give you guys another way of looking at things, Mm -hmm. because I feel that a lot of most of some of our trauma (laughs) is based around (laughs) our parents. And if we, we use the idea and this helped when the beginning, when I was trying to learn to work with my inner woundedness and that small being within me is because I was like, because I was told, well, you need to reparent that child. And I'm like, my charge around parents were like, this is the example I had. Why would I want to do that to her? And as I healed and as I grow, I can understand and use the word parent. But if you have a charge currently around that word, um, think of it as giving yourself what your parents didn't give you. And because when we are in that um, exacerbated space when we're like our parents thought like they didn't do this or you know the charge around the word the idea of parenting is is, is hard because we're in it um, so just think you know what did I need in that moment and how what do I need to give to that part of me and um, or what my parents didn't give me and it's not about well, that's like the concept of reparenting right? yes. is to go in as like the third parent like the one who didn't yes. exist Yes, the one we wished we had. The fairy godparent. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes in the moment, it's it's not even, because I think about myself and my experience in that situation. And I was so, held everything so close to the vest because my mother didn't listen. She didn't have the capacity to listen. I had already worked, been in, in a bullying situation at school, like, the year prior continuously and like no one was really reacting or listening but part of me felt shame around it that i didn't share it with other people so while at the time the other person was super kind and compassionate and loving they didn't understand what i was doing and then i internalized it and then going home to my parent and not receiving the validation that was offered or the love and compassion that was offered in that other space that um it that's how things happen that's how it's why it's it's super important to be connected to your child and not in a way that 
you know, parenting in the way they think you think they should be, but allowing them to show up as themselves. And this is a whole nother podcast, but <laughs> I won't go on about this one, but allowing right, sometimes yeah. them to show up, allowing them to experience emotion, experience things, but giving them a safe container to share it without punishment. We punish children for being angry or being acting out because of some sort of un -emotion, unregulated emotion, but we don't give them the tools to regulate their emotions because we punish them for being quote unquote bad children. Because we can't handle our own triggers. Right. And that comes from not having the understanding because their own parents, like the parents' parents were like, not that way and it comes it's just a, it's like that kind of that family trauma that comes down from on high and slowly gets shifted and in, in, into every generation until somebody is like stop <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> you know? so, which was one of the things that you said in our pregame that i promised that i would bring up and i didn't and right now it's just came full circle of like you were like i'm getting off this freaking carnival ride like i don't want, i hate this ride why am i on this ride <laughs> like what stop stop the ride right like calling for the ride to be stopped and then just getting out and even though you don't know what you're doing after that you know like you just literally only made the decision that carousel is not mine i'm i'm done with that carousel it sucks right but just kind of wandering through the amusement park <laughs> to find what one you do want to go on, you know, like, and that being part of these cycles that we're trying to break um, within ourselves and within our families of just being like the, that I'm getting off of that one. I don't need to know the next one. I don't need to know the, the, the whole way. I just need to like, the first step is getting off of that. The first step is saying, I'm like, this trauma is not, I'm not taking this forward another day, the way that it's been here like not one more day is it going to do exactly what it did today and that's the first step that I'm going to make I don't know what the rest of the journey looks like but I'm just committing to myself to say this doesn't get carried forward and if that means tomorrow's self-talk is just to do something a little bit different until I can get to to you know like a, a trusted friend or healer to process this or or whatever that's cool I'm just making that decision that I'm getting off of this this ride yeah. and getting on another one whatever that looks like yeah absolutely and you know something that i think triggered our reason to make this podcast was the fact that you know trauma is is very much not a getting rid of it's releasing the charge and releasing the energy around it but like vanessa's awesome analogy when it came to the in and out movie inside and out is that what inside out that's there. There you go. I've never watched it, but I've seen it. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Anyways, it's the idea of like, just you're taking the charge out of it. You're taking when things come up around it, it may, it'll begin less and less to trigger you into responding in that way. Like, for example, like this weekend, freaking eclipse, like, uh, it was a major trigger for me and things were happening and I had some big emotion and I was not feeling it yesterday. I was like, I'm crunchy. I don't know what I'm doing. I am so uncomfortable. I feel so like off and I just kind of sat with myself and I stepped back because I wanted to go eat junk food. I wanted to self-soothe. I wanted to make it better. And that's part of my self-soothing is food. 
and especially food in super high in sugar, super like not healthy for you, you know, really not good. And I'm like, and I step back and I'm like, Ooh, why do we want this? Why, why, what's, what are we not receiving in this moment? What are we not bringing to the table and where, what is it that I'm unable to give to myself in this moment? And my choice after that, while it will change was not so much you can't have it, but it was like, talk to me why you need it. Yeah. And I made a better choice than I would have after if I hadn't have been aware of that trigger of needing to self-soothe, but it gave me the understanding. So the, the charge around it is getting less and less so that I now have the understanding of when I'm being slightly triggered, I can like give myself what I needed in that moment. So eventually when things happen that are like, smells like, looks like, feels like that moment, eventually that trigger becomes less and less to the point where I'm not triggered. I just have an awareness of the present situation and how I, how is best to react in this situation. It doesn't mean I don't get angry. It doesn't mean I don't get upset. It doesn't mean that I don't have emotions, but I have a better understanding of my emotions around it and the frustration and, and supporting myself through that frustration rather than being triggered into survival, into shutdown and into the trauma response. Yeah. That's how you transmute trauma. You're not necessarily, you're not, that's not part of your operating system. It's in the archives. You've archived it. It's there and you remember it, but it's archived and you've unplugged it from your operating system. If you like that type of analogy. <laughs> So, yeah. so right. it's, it's just how I think and it's how I kind of see my brain as a big circuitry. So that's how I, that's why I go there. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, and like, as we discussed, we, you and I discussed, we were like, when we ask for this kind of stuff, we have to have practice. And that's the non-fun part is that the, the triggers are going to come and we're going to have to be in those moments. And we're going to have to like do a lot of work in those moments, a lot more work than we ever did be before, because before we didn't do any work, <laughs> we just trigger to behavior. And that was the entire <laughs> process. And now we're like lengthening the process for a short period of time to, you know, the, the, the time between pr trigger and behavior, we want it to be much longer because we've got to, we've got to, be in awareness we've got to be in like looking at what's going on we need to be observing ourselves we need to be looking for other avenues like there's a whole bunch of work that gets done to rewrite that programming so that my trigger to behavior changes right it's not always going to be a big long process in the middle of discovery because once we get to better behaviors we don't have to do that work anymore because we've already rewritten the program you know but it's like the, that that practice is the super fun part. And I say fun sarcastically as well. <laughs> right? With a like strangle, like I've got my little strangle hands here, like fun, super fun. <laughs> but it, if you are in awareness of it, it does get a little bit easier. The anger can still be there. The frustration can still be there. I mean, I like I said, like over the weekend, I went through two cycles of like, Bleh! one was short and then I got like, hockey <laughs> and was like handled 
no big deal right like and I was very much like intuitively I knew that there was something wrong but it wasn't the thing that I thought it was and it was like the very next day the universe was like you got this do (laughs) you like I hear you but you don't got this like you you got soothed too soon like and I I see it very clearly now I got soothed too soon so I didn't complete the the cycle that I needed to complete in order to get the lesson like to in order to like be rewriting you know I didn't I I didn't rewrite as much as I thought I had and then the next day I got a real big opportunity to be like oh no right but I will you know I will say this guys like it 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 stems from relationships y'all know relationships are like my Ah, like I can I've done so much good in the rest of my life and this one I this I struggle with relationships and it was my phone because mercury retrograde loves to mess with my electronics like crazy my phone has been losing it and it just didn't send or receive any text messages and to me I felt neglected and I felt ghosted by somebody that I very much care about and I was so good for the first couple hours of being like, Hey, soothing my trauma. You know, like I was, we just did this yesterday. It's going to be fine. You're great. And then I watched it like come in and come in and come in. And I watched myself accelerate and accelerate. I watched my toxic behaviors try to come in of being like, Oh yeah, well, I'll just, and it was like, what's going on? Well, I'll just, it's been a couple hours. What is your, like, you know, and I had to go through that. I was given, I was given an opportunity (laughs) again to practice. Like, (laughs) do you got this right? Like what, what do people, what do people who don't have your trauma, how do they react to this? They go looking for clues of other things that could be happening. They don't just personalize the damn thing, act like they know everything, and then go off on a trauma-soothing mission that they are going to regret. That's not what people do without this trauma. But that is what people do with this trauma, and that's what you're doing right now. What do you want to do instead? Okay, reach out for some support, get some mirroring, and then go take a fucking bath (laughs) and watch Bailey Sarian and like just put yourself in self-care mode, right? Like self-care mode. And in self-care mode, the universe said, all right, you did a good job. (laughs) Here's your reward. Restart your phone and let those messages come through that you didn't get. (laughs) (laughs) To let you know (laughs) that, 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 that everything that your trauma was telling you was not true. Hear that, feel that. Be proud of yourself for how far you came and let this help you get the rest of the way so that you can learn that, my God, like if you had taken yourself out of that trauma space and put yourself in investigation mode, what do people who don't get messages all day think? Something's wrong with my phone. You didn't think that. You thought something's wrong with you. What? 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 (laughs) Right? And being able to practice that was like priceless, but painful, but priceless. And that's what, that's part of this process. The whole reason why I went through that is that's part of this process is that you you need the practice. Without the practice, it's like anything else, like a sport. You're not going to get good at it if you don't have the opportunity to create muscle memory. And that's what this thing that we're talking about, you erase the charge, you take the charge out because we're creating new muscle memory around that trauma and what it told you 
we're we're just we're we're creating new stories and strengthening them the same way that we'd strengthen any other other muscle. And it also hurts, like going to the gym. <laughs> Not always, but most of the time. No. Yeah, the emotional gym is also yes. hard on your muscles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean yeah. I hope. I mean, I hope this kind of stuff makes sense. I know that we're like kind of all over the place, but I do feel like there's like, we're, we're talking a lot about process today. Yes. And that is, I think the thing that people are missing is that we, 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 a lot of times we hear the beginning and we hear the end, but the whole process part of it is confusing. It's, so it's, it's hard to recognize <laughs> when we're in process. Yes. And, and I don't think, I think I feel that, so much of and this is my little rant about social media and spirituality is that you say you have people that say i went from blah 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 to blah 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 and this is how i did it and yes well that may be true they don't really show you the ins and outs and the messiness and the dirty work that sometimes has to occur when we it's not to say everybody needs to re-experience their trauma to, to heal it. It's not a, that's not necessarily true. But the emotion around the trauma when you're healing it may show up because mm -hmm. it's alive in you when you have a trauma response. So it may show up for you. And it's going to show up whether you're working on it or not. <laughs> so, so it's kind of that sense of like, we need to be very realistic and very real and not to be put fear into you, but to give you that sense of if it's hard as you're processing this, as you're working through your trauma and you feel like, why is it so hard for me? And everybody looks like they can do it. And what am I doing wrong? Yeah. It's not true. What Instagram is telling you is not yeah. fucking true. There's so much shit on the Internet right now that is so untrue. Please do not believe it. Yeah. Please believe in yourself and your own process. Your process is going to be vastly different from mine, from Vanessa's, from your best friend, from your husband's or wives, from whatever it is, your children's, all of it is going to be so different. Please be an acceptance and allowance for you to go through it. If you're stepping off that ride and making that choice to say, I don't want this shit no more. I don't want to live this way or live like this, if you're making that choice and being brave and courageous, even if it feels horrible, give yourself the grace of having your own process. Don't search for the sense of, well, how come I don't get the start to finish in the easy 10 steps? Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. Okay. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. If you're, if that's a process you're going through, you have spiritually bypassed yourself so hard that the trauma is going to show up in a big way. And you're going to feel really bad because you're going to think you trans transcended it and told right. everybody you trans. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You're going to have so much, it creates guilt. It creates being in the self. They re what happens is it reaffirms the narrative and the trauma in the first place. Yes, sure does. You'll never get out of it. You'll yeah, never, it's healing a belief in you. It's it's like it's it's reaffirming that belief of the non-deserving yeah. because you think you did it and then you're back in it and you're like, well, maybe I don't deserve it. Well, yes, you do. You mm -hmm. all do. 
Each and every one of you deserves to be free of the things someone else or some other situation has done to you. You deserve Mm -hmm. that. Whether your brain and your trauma tell you you do or not, you deserve to be free of it. This is what we talk about when we talk about co-creating our life, is we're choosing to get off our ride and choosing to sometimes be in the shit, so to speak. Yeah. And to but have that faith and that that conviction in your heart that this is my process and I will get to the other side because I know I've chosen it. Mm-hmm. I know I've chosen not to be here. So therefore I'm working through it and there is the other side. The help will show up, the help will come, whatever it is you need in that moment. I've had people show up randomly for that one moment I needed that person and then never talk to them again. You bet. That isn't a coincidence. <laughs> There's no such thing. That's when spirit says, yes, and here, look, I sent you a person. Right. Like easy peasy. Did you accept that it? Part, that part's super quick. That yeah. part's super quick. <laughs> just do that right now. We're just going to so, handle that right now. Yeah. I, I mean, the whole reason why I have a business is because I let people see the shit. Like people, like I, I when I first started, I was like, oh my God, you have to be perfect. And I got nothing ever since. Like, there are people on my personal in my personal Facebook watching me stumble through my dating life for the past three years that come to me when they feel brave enough to start dating. And it was at first like, you see the shit show. Why are you coming to it? <laughs> and it was because of the bravery. It was because of un- the understanding. It was like, uh, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be one step ahead of me bravery is what I'm looking for from you. Teach me how to be brave. Teach me how to heal enough to want to do this. You, you haven't, you haven't figured it all the way out. That's fine. I'm not looking for the, all the way out. I'm looking to start. And it was like all of the reinforcement of like my imperfect process and showing people my imperfect process makes them want to do it because it seems like achievable, (laughs) right? If I only start and finish it, it's not achievable. It has to be achievable. You have to be able to see a regular person do regular person things that feel like it aligns. Like, oh my God, you, 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 who I thought had everything together. I mean, a lot of times people would say that. I never knew that you were going through that. And it was like, I kind of feel bad when people say that. Cause I'm like, well, I want you to know that. Cause I don't ever want you to put me on a pedestal. I want, I'm on equal ground with you always. I may be one step ahead, but I, you're right here. You're right here. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a life. is not easy guys. Trauma is not easy, but my but, God, you're but it's worth, worth it. Yes. <laughs> Are you just going to say that? <laughs> Absolutely. We just said <laughs> <laughs> You are worth it and your life on the other side is way better. Like I'm not lying to you. I have no reason to lie to you because you can totally come back and be like, bullshit. (laughs) I'm right here. Very easy to find. It's better over there. So give yourself the gift. If trauma is going to trigger you anyway, and you're going to have to deal with it, learn how to learn how to deal with it so that it doesn't do that to you anymore. So you're stopping the cycle. And please know that 
if you're in it and you're middle of processing and you're please know that it's so vital to give yourself time when you feel like you're at your capacity and you can't please know that that's when you take a break you do whatever you do to just kind of relax turn the brain off like whether it's watching your favorite show taking a walk taking a bath you know, whatever it is that you do to kind of step away from some of the stress and some of the brain activity, this, that part of self-care is so vital that because you don't want to burn out. I got to a level in these past couple of weeks where I was trying to push myself past my capacity. And I'm like, this is not necessary. I'm like, oh no, hard stop. Because I'm like, no, because I don't need to process myself like my father would process myself. How would Grace process herself? And I stepped into that space of, ooh, Grace would say, take a break, take a breath, watch some fun TV that doesn't emote, cause emotion, like high emotion, like if it's just like a baking show or something fun that that is enjoyable, or go talk on your phone or go have dinner with a bestie and just, you know, be outside of yourself for a minute because you need to come up for air. I think I've made a blog about that for like a long time ago about coming up for air when you're processing because it's so important because if you don't, you begin to be get mired back in the situation and you begin to not see where you've, how far you've come. Reflection is so important in this process. And when you look at, Oh my gosh, I was there. I have done all this processing. Okay, you deserve that time to do that and a break. If you need a break, tap out. Yeah. And even when you're in therapy and you're like, I can't talk about this anymore. I can't process this. Like, I'm so overwhelmed. Tell them that. They're going to get help you like maybe talk about fun stuff. Like my therapist will say, "Okay. So what what are you doing? Like are, have you done any readings? Have you done any healings lately? Have you done, you know, what what are what fun things do you have planned for the summer because i'm taking off teaching like yeah it's it's they're going to help regulate that because it's important in this process yeah. and to not feel like there's never ending processing <laughs> yeah. absolutely there's never ending opportunity but you don't have to show up to every fight as presented right. if you're not ready for it it's okay absolutely deep breath friends deep breath allow this to land how it lands we're when this comes out we'll still be in mercury last week home stretch almost done so this may land a little heavily it may land a little crunchily it may land in some way that you're like that's fine allow yourself to be because it it may reaffirm a part of you that already knows what it's going to take to get you out of this trauma response. Yeah, and, and it's okay to be upset about it. I was pissed. I was like, what the fuck? So, yeah. you know, it's okay to be that. It's okay. Those are normal to- emotions. We're yeah. allowed to have emotions. We're not trying to not have emotions. We're trying exactly. to handle it. That's all. We're just taking the meaning we're making around certain events away and allowing the events to show up as they are in our present life so we love you we're here to help please reach out to us if you need help and 
maybe whether if we can't help, we're going to send or direct you to someone or a, a resource that we have that will help you. We're here for that because we understand the freedom that's on the other side of this work. And we want you to reach that. And we want you to feel like you deserve it. That's the key. We can tell you, but you need to feel like you deserve it. And not just in a brain logic sense, in the heart, in the in the soul of you, in the deep recesses. You need to feel like, I deserve to not be on this ride. So reach out to us if you need us. Our contact information's at the end. If not, hit us up on the Facebook page for Freud's Angels and the Instagram for Freud's Angels. We're in both, so please hit us up and will help direct you where you need to go. Amen. We love you and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Love you. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.